In the Lab, a Texans podcast that takes a different look at things. Drew Doherty and John Harris have their lab coats and goggles on and the Bunsen burners burning. Here's Drew. This is In the Lab, Drew Doherty with my good friend, John Harris, and we're back after a week hiatus. Happy 4th of July to all of you. Happy Independence Day. Hope you had a great weekend with family, friends, whoever. Took it easy if you uh, needed to. That's fine also. John, it's good to see you, man. You doing all right? Yeah, man, hanging in there. Uh, I would say getting ready for the football season. Um, you are. And I guess still getting ready for the football season. Yeah. Um, just trying to figure out when that football season's going to be. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, yes, it will. Yes, it will. You know, yesterday I had I had some fun. I, I've done a bunch of Zoom interviews over the last three, four months with players. Yeah. Basically about once a week, give or take. And I'd done one with Titus Howard, and he's yeah. – for the record, pound for pound, he's he's one of the greatest interviews around. He's great. He's he's a lot of fun. Yeah, gives you a lot of good information, and we covered a broad range of subjects. And one of my stock questions that I ask almost all of these guys lately is, okay, who you are now? If you suited up for your high school team, what would happen? So like, not 185 pound Titus Howard, but. <laughs> You know, 300 pounds, six foot, whatever, Titus Howard. And he, yeah. didn't even get, he didn't even get to that part of the question or that part of the answer because he said, well, the last time I, I, I played in high school, and it was interesting, he played at Monroe County High in Alabama. Yeah. And they had a tough year his last se- season. They were 0-9 until they won a game by forfeit. <laughs> and they didn't get to play. But the last game he played in, they lost, but they scored 30 points. He ran for 315 yards. Like he on was a 16 quarterback. carries. On 16, 16 carries. carries. Yeah, he was, he was like highlight film. They still yeah. lost by about 30 points, which yeah. I don't know how that's the case when you have a guy that run for 315 yards. <laughs> but what made that game interesting is he has a younger brother who was a year younger than him that was at the Hillcrest High School that they played in that game. Yeah. So I guess something happened. They didn't go to the same school, and the younger brother was a middle linebacker and had been talking all oh, week long. Yeah. He said, Titus, let Titus talk about how he just lit him up. But I've asked this question of a bunch of guys, and it's fun to hear how their answers vary because almost all of them want to have the ball in their hands. Yeah. Or I would think almost all of them would want to have the ball in their hands, but very few have said they'd play quarterback. Like, I talked with John Weeks, who Weeks was a really good defensive lineman in yeah. Arizona back when he played. He wasn't just the long snapper, not to just the long snapper. Right, somebody. right, right. But he was, a, he was a heck of a player. He was the state's player of the year, and he said he'd play, he'd play tackle on offense and uh, defensive line on defense. A.J. Moore, he said he'd only get to play a, about a quarter and a half or, or two quarters because they beat everybody so badly. <laughs> he, won, he won a state title when he was in, in Mississippi, and he said he'd play linebacker and uh, running back. But it's pretty funny to hear the, these stories. Cullen Gillespie, he'd, he'd get the ball in his hands, play running back, play linebacker again it's fun to hear these uh these these stories of these guys well it's it's kind of amazing you know over the quarantine trying to find you know entertainment to watch various things i've kind of gotten into kind of going down these wormholes if you will and some of the wormholes i've gone down have been it started with the elite 11 quarterback show um which every year they have well what's called elite 11 and Trent Dilfer owns it now. And so they produce a, a, like a docu-series on um, the Elite 11 quarterback series. 
And I stumbled on the 2014 version, which had Deshaun in it, Hmm. which is very interesting because you see like younger Deshaun, you see these guys, you know, as younger players and you see some of the guys, um, you know, just kind of move up in the year. I kind of started watching them sequentially. And so I got to the year of Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. And it's like, oh my God, these guys are like, it's incredible what they look like in high school, but they're still not at the size that they become most non-quarterbacks. You know, these guys are 230 pounds. Like you go back and look at a uh, high school picture of J.J. Watt and you're like, dude, he looks like a wide receiver. Yeah. And now you see what he looks like. He looks like a high school kid. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you go through – a college weight tro- uh, training program. Then you go through an NFL weight training program. You got individual trainers that are with you all. T- I mean, it's it's incredible how guys can build their bodies. But to think about, you know, JJ Watt, you know, guy like Aaron Donald, who I've watched during this break, who's just incredible. To think about these guys going back to high school, oh good God! I mean, it's it's in- it's incredible. Now I will say the flip side of that is. When you're talking big time high school football now, you know the the you know the Katie High Schools and the the Allen High Schools of the world, North Shore. North Shore, yeah. Those guys aren't little, man. It is. It's it's not. It's not like it used to be. I guess is the right way of saying it. Boy, their offensive lines are big. North Shore had a guy last year like six eight, about three forty. He's going to Alabama. I mean. High school players are not small. And, and one of the games that I watched over the break, I didn't break, uh, I guess it was break, um, last week was St. John Bosco versus Modern Day out in California. It was two mm-hmm. of the top five countries. It was like watching a college game. I mean, it was like watching a college game. Their parents, I think they said there were 32 players on the field that night that had Division One scholarship offers. Mm-hmm. Like, dang. That said – I would love to see J.J. Watt go back in there and see how it would go. <laughs> I know. You know, you just you brought up that Elite 11. That leads us to our next little topic. Uh, over the break, if you want to call it, or about a week or so ago, Bruce Feldman, who we're both big fans of, and he, he does excellent work during yeah. the college game, he wrote a pretty cool article about a chess guy. I yeah. say he's a chess guy. He's really a businessman, but it's Seth Mikowski. I think that's yeah. the pronunciation of his name. But he's a guy who's worked in business uh, for a lot of different companies. He's, he's helped, you know, turn, turn profits for companies, like major corporations, Panda Express in airports. He got them, you know, he just tweaked their menu pricing by a few things, and they made $30 more million one year. So he went out on his own about five, six years ago. But he's integrated chess, the study of chess, the strategy of chess, and all that stuff. He's studied, like, the five grandmasters from Europe and the five grandmasters from South America and North America and Asia and Africa. He's taken the best of what they do. The best he's figured out who, who teaches it the best and who does it the best. And the guy that does it kind of book, he's integrated that and kind of put it into his life. And he doesn't really know too much about football, if much at all, but he figured out a way to get himself aligned with these elite 11 type programs with quarterbacks. And one of the quarterbacks he's helped out has been Deshaun Watson as far as strategic thinking, decision-making under duress. And it's been really fascinating. I highly suggest you read about it. 
uh, yep. this guy, Bruce Feldman, he tweeted it out. I retweeted it a few days ago if you want to go on my Twitter feed. But it's really, really cool. They had, the first time they met, they were only scheduled to meet for 45 minutes. Well, Deshaun Watson was so entranced with it that he, uh, he texted whoever he was meeting for dinner and said, hey, we'll meet later. And they went on for another three hours. So since then, he's, he stayed in touch with Seth and he's integrated what he's doing. And it's going to be fascinating to see how Deshaun's game progresses. And this will be one of the, probably one of the reasons why. Yeah, I saw it on video. Um, gosh, it was, I think it was during last football season. I saw it on video. Um, Deshaun, it, I don't know, they were, they were doing a video. I don't know if it was on Deshaun. It may have been on Deshaun. But it talked about his training. And it showed him, like, working some drills and then stopping and then going over to a chessboard, you know, drenched in sweat, and then, you know, moving, you know, chess pieces around the board. And I thought that's a fascinating concept especially at that position and to, to have to the way that you have to sort of drive the car as a quarterback yeah. is not like it is for a lot of us. You know, a lot of us can just get up on I-10 and go 75 miles an hour and just, you know, cruise control and away you go. But a quarterback in the NFL is almost like a, you know, IndyCar racer. You got to throttle down, you got to get through the turns, negotiate this, this turn and this car behind. I mean, there's so many different ways that they have to think. I don't know if I told you this one, Drew. I, um, John Middlecoff, who's gotten me kind of a friend from afar, does a podcast uh, with a guy named Guy Haberman. And they used to do a radio show together, and then they decided to go off and do a podcast, and it's been really successful. They had David Shaw on. And David Shaw's head coach at Stanford. And I saw the tweet. I saw David Shaw, then I saw Deshaun Watson's handle in the tweet, and I thought, what the heck? Like, how is there a crossover? Like, I didn't – like, why? So I watched the video, and it was just a snippet of it. It was about an hour and 15 uh, – it was about a minute and 15 seconds. And so David Shaw says, I'm really good friends with Dabo Sweeney. I was like, oh, okay, all right, I get that. And so he said in the, the spring of 2015 – so Deshaun is – not practicing because the ACL injury he had as a freshman. Mm -hmm. So he said because he wasn't practicing, David Shaw said that he got to watch the entire practice yeah. with Deshaun. And he said he had never been more impressed with a player not practicing than he was with Deshaun that day. He said every single play, Deshaun would go through the play. He'd know the play call. He'd look at the defense. He'd call out the offense and the changes that the play was going to be. He'd call out what the defense was. He'd write down uh, what, the, what should have happened. He told Coach Shaw what should have taken place. Dabo Sweeney would come over. He'd tell Dabo what was going on. David Shaw was like, I'd never seen anything like that in my life. It was the most impressive thing I'd ever seen from a player not practicing. He was like, when you get access, and this is the, the quote that hit me. He said, when you get access to that brain, he said, that's an Andrew Luck brain. That's a Drew Brees brain. And I was like, whoa, that's – I mean, that's pretty – that's heavy stuff yeah. to say that about his – now, we, we've known that to, to a degree, but to hear it from a guy like David Shaw, who I know I respect heavily, talking about his brain, his ability to process, his ability to process quickly. And then on top of that, he's playing chess. He's learning how to play chess. 
and doing it and incorporating it to his physical workouts, I think is absolutely genius. Um, I think it's really, really cool he's doing that to really just take his game to a, a whole different level, which hopefully he continues to do each year. Yeah, we're going to wrap it up on that note. And one little final tidbit from that cool article, this Mikowski guy said, normally it takes people quite a long time to be able to make moves where they can just call it out and not have to look at the board, meaning yeah. they say something like uh, D4 to uh, A5 or whatever. And yeah. I don't know, that might not even be a possible. Yeah. But he said Watson's one of the fastest that he's ever seen do it. He did it in a matter of days, if not hours. So yeah. it's another unsurprising tidbit about the guy under center, and it's another part of why we can be uh, expected, expectant and uh, excited about what's to come this year and down the line. All right, John, it's good talking with you. Yeah, we'll man. Do it again next Tuesday. You be safe, you be careful, and we'll talk to you all again very, very soon.